And I remember one of the partners, it was his birthday. It was his 60th birthday. He invited me. I was the only one that was invited from the entire, that was not a partner. And I was sitting in that living room and I looked around and I just thought, this can't be my life. This cannot be my life. This is what I'm going to turn into. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? It just wasn't my path. Like that was not why I was put on this planet to do. That was not my purpose. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, it's Jason Patria, and we are continuing with the Lead With Your Brand New Year Challenge. You know, last week we talked all about being authentic. This week, we are going to take those authentic brand attributes that you came up with and refine who you want to be. Now, you are in the right place because you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast that is designed just for people like you who are looking to own their career, turn up the volume, and lead with their brand to their next career breakthrough right here in 2021. Now, we are on step three of the Lead With Your Brand system because we want you to refine who you want to be. Now, you can refine who you want to be by turning up the volume to be the best you can be. I want you to take your homework from last week, which was identifying five to eight brand attributes that were authentically you, and now we are going to get in the car and we are going through that McDonald's drive through because we are going to supersize these words. What do I mean by supersize words? Remember, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? If you are a commodity-based worker like coffee, then you can just use generic language. You can just be a team player. You can just be creative. You can just be analytical. But guess what? That's what everybody says. In an interview, everybody says they're a team player. Everybody says they're creative. Everyone says they're analytical. So if everyone who does your type of job says that, that's just coffee. That's just commodity. You've got to be super premium, and that means you need to supersize your words. Now, when you work with great brands, they use amazing words, right? No one uses boring words when they talk about their brands. In fact, way back when, when I worked with Bravo, one of my favorite television networks, right? The home of the Real Housewives and Top Chef and all of those great shows, when they were redefining their brand, they said things like they are witty. They said things like they are stylish, bold, original, breezy, 
smart, inviting, sexy, right? They used words that didn't describe other TV networks. And you've got to do the same thing. You've got to supersize those words. Or maybe better yet, you need to be a Marvel superhero. And you need to define those attributes as your superpowers. Take those words and switch them from being a commodity descriptor that everyone uses and make them uniquely you. About a decade ago, I worked on the rebrand of the Los Angeles LGBT Center, which I am a proud board member of, and they are the world's largest nonprofit organization serving the LGBTQ community. Well, guess what? Everyone thought that they were a small community services center. And here's the words that we came up with when we supersized it. We said we are compassionate. We are strong. We are courageous. We are inspirational. We are relentless. And those are still the brand values that we have at that organization today. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn up the volume. For years, people would say to me, oh, Jason, you're just such a good presenter. You know, you're so well networked. You have great relationships with people. You know, they would say, you you know so much about the entertainment and media industry. You know so much about, about what's going on in the biz, right? Well, guess what? A lot of people are good presenters. A lot of people have great relationships and networks. A lot of people know a lot about the entertainment tech and media business. Those were just coffee commodity words for me. So I had to peel the onion and think, what is it that people really see me do, right? What are they really talking about? And I would ask people and say like, oh, I know that you love the presentation, but what did you see and hear me do? What did you really love? And they would say, oh my gosh, Jason, like you, it's like a three ring circus. You can, you can wrangle cats. You can just stand up on a stage and be a showman. And suddenly it hit me. You know what? I'm not a good presenter. I'm really a showman. I can get up in front of three or four or 5,000 people and wrangle and excite people. That's what my supersized word is. Suddenly I started thinking, well, hey, you know, I know that I'm networked, but what is it that people are really responding to? And they were like responding to the fact that not only do I have great relationships with people, that I connect other people to, to, to those contacts and that I connect a whole bunch of ideas and concepts that people don't normally think of together. And I suddenly thought to myself, hell, I'm not really just networked. I'm a super connector. And then finally, I thought to myself, what is it that people are talking about when they're saying, I know so much about the industry. I know so much about the entertainment and media business. And I kind of asked some people and somebody said, oh, God, Jason, you are just so Hollywood. I mean, I look on your Instagram and and you might be speaking at a conference one day and then the next day you're on the red carpet at the Golden Globes. Like, that's not what normal people do. And it suddenly dawned on me. People have said to me that you're so Hollywood since I was 16 years old. I remember my friend Katie Kane in high school. She told me that her dad didn't even know my name. He just called me Mr. Hollywood because every day when he came to pick her up from school, he would see me wearing some type of crazy flashy out outfit, talking to people outside of the auditorium where they picked everyone up, and he labeled me Mr. Hollywood. And suddenly, 
it dawned on me. You know what? A lot of people know about the business, but I represent that mythical Hollywood feel, that dream that we think of about Hollywood and being shiny and glossy. So that's my challenge for you this week. I want you to take those five to eight words that you had last week when you authentically defined who you are, and I want you to turn up the volume. So let's play with some of these. If you are analytical, why aren't you a data guru? Hell, are you a data Jedi? If you're organized, are you really a precision executor? If you're innovative, are you really a first mover who's the first one to jump onto new ideas and trends? It doesn't matter. It can even be a made-up word, but it is your true brand attribute. Now, here's your challenge. Take those words and supersize them to make them unique to you in a way that only you can own them. You've got to move from being coffee to being Starbucks. I am thrilled to have today's guest. It is Ivan Estrada, who is a top real estate agent at the Douglas Elliman Beverly Hills office with a thriving team of his own known as Ivan Estrada Properties. Now, he has been able to successfully market his business unlike any other real estate agent that I have seen with a huge widespread presence on social media. He's even been featured on Bravo's Million Dollar Listing, HGTV's House Hunters, and Open House on NBC, and is a regular contributor in the LA Times, Curbed LA, The Hollywood Reporter, and Dwell Magazine. He has a brand new book coming out this year called Brand with Purpose. We'll be back in just a few moments with Ivan Estrada. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we're back. I am super excited for our next guest, Ivan Estrada. Ivan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jason. How are you? I am spectacular, and I'm so excited to have you on in the new year because I have watched you over the past decade blossom into this amazing superstar in the real estate space. Thank you. It's been, uh, I can't believe it's been over 10 years. Honestly, it still feels like day one to me. And I think that's honestly that that's why I keep thriving and wanting to do more and doing more because I, I literally feel like I've just hit the tip of the iceberg and I still have like a lot more to do. Exactly. So tell me when you are introducing yourself to people, when people don't know exactly who you are and what you do, how do you, how do you explain that to them? So that's a good question because I think in Los Angeles, there's more real estate agents than people, right? And (laughs) right, which doesn't even make sense, but it makes sense. People will assume that, you know, if I just say real estate agent, I've noticed there's kind of, there's always like a certain response. Oh, really? My friend's a real estate agent. So is my cousin. And maybe my mom has a license. And so for me, it was always trying to figure out how can I separate myself from every other real estate agent in town. And so the way that I would introduce myself was, my name is Ivan Estrada. I'm a real estate broker. 
because an agent and broker are very different. And I also, I'm also licensed as a CPA. So I worked in public accounting for publicly traded companies on the audit and the tax side. And I went to USC for Marshall School of Business and Leventhal School of Accounting. So I would always have to kind of give that little brief. And then, oh, so you're, we're also a CPA. And then that started a conversation of why I went from accounting into real estate. And either if you're a USC fan or if you're not, we would talk about the football team. or what. Of course we're USC fans, right? Because we love the Trojans. We do. We do. And, and then that just kind of, that's how it started. You know, that's where the conversation would start. And for me, that's was the beginning for me with any conversation to start our relationship with someone. Absolutely. And so I love that you give people a little bit of of the insights into your backstory. And honestly, that's why I wanted to talk to you was because you did start your career being a CPA with Deloitte and all of those kind of big consulting. So talk to me about when you think through your entire career, what have been some of the big breakthrough moments for you? Well, actually, my career started at 10 years old when I was signed to a record company. So what? How do I not know this? Okay, I know. So this is something that not a lot of people know. So when I was 10 years old, I was signed to a record company here in Los Angeles, which uh, was a sub label of Universal. And so we recorded a Latin and English album. I wrote eight of the songs. And so from early on as a kid, you know, I learned the importance of branding yourself and advertising yourself. And especially when I was being a singer about the power of delivery and about how can Ivan Estrada, who sings in English and Spanish, separate himself from every other musician out there. So that's kind of where it all kind of began. But to answer your question on career breakthroughs, it's always been mentors, mentors and coaches. Every pivotal moment in my career Someone, and it wasn't me looking for a coach or me finding, I call them my wizards. They all came into my life and they transformed my mindset. For me to be able to transcend from year after year and trying to break record, my personal record, not anyone else's. It's always about trying to like break my own personal records, either through business or personal, was breaking through the mindset that. I can only do this because this is where I was born and this is what I was raised and these are my capabilities. And so every mentor from my two managers that were my managers when I was in the the music industry to my mentors at USC, to the partners at at Deloitte and uh, McGladry, to my first manager at Cobalt Banker, to them for and therefore like other mentors that I've had and coaches, these people were people who saw something in me that I couldn't see at the moment. And they literally just ripped it out of me and said, this is who you're, this is what you can become. This, this is how we're going to help you get there. And so that has been my experience with life changes. I mean, my, my biggest one, I do have to say four years ago, my business coach that I've been working with in real estate and in business, because they're very different. They transformed my life. I mean, this guy was the one who said, we're going to have you write a book one day and we're going to have you teach a course because you've been doing videos since the beginning of your career and you've been really great at it. And that's how you were able to build your real estate platform. You're going to do a course one day. And I said, what? This guy must be nuts. You know, and now it's, you know, fast forward to the book being completed and the course being completed and being released next year. I wouldn't have been able to do it 
without this person in my life, this coach, this wizard. So Ivan, I love that you call your coaches and mentors wizards. And, you know, people are always asking me, you know, how do I find a mentor? How do you find these people? So what's, what's been your secret sauce to finding these amazing wizards? I think it's people can sense when you're doing something that you love and you're so passionate, right? I think we're, we're, we're radiating at a certain frequency. It's all about attracting the right people in your life. For me, real estate, I don't love real estate. Like it's my passion. I think you could love something and be super passionate about something, which for me, having passion and obsession kind of supersedes loving something, right? Uh Also personal and business. And I think when you, when you're just radiating that energy, you attract certain people into your life who want to then help you get to the next level. I've seen people that I've mentored in the past, when I see a little piece of myself in them from the passion that they have for something and the energy and the hard work and perseverance that they put into something, not ex- not knowing if there's going to be a return or not, that allows me to want to open up and help someone. Like, I don't need you to pay me. I just want to do what someone did for me three, five, 10 years ago. And I think when when people are doing what they love, it all kind of just lines up for you. And I know this sounds very like, you know, spiritual and lobby lobby, like, you know, as long as you put the good energy, you'll put it out. But I honestly feel that that's how I was able to attract these individuals by doing something that I love. They saw that and wanted to help. Absolutely. And tell me a little bit more about this difference between just loving something and being passionate and being obsessive about it. Help help our listeners understand where, where you see that line. So for me, the line of love to obsession comes into the point where what I do, it's not work for me. And, I, and I'm sure people, you've, you've heard this many times, but yeah. it honestly isn't. Like I wake up every morning. I wake up super early. My morning routine starts at 4.30 a.m. on the daily. Wow. And there are times when I just can't, like I'll wake up at 3.45 and I'm like, ah, oh, like 45 more minutes until I wake up. No, no, forget it. I'm just going to start now. Like feet on the ground, meditation. I start my day, my gratitude journal. And I, I don't look forward to the weekend. Like, it's not like, I can't wait for Saturday or Sunday just so I can take a break. I really am not that person because I get to do what I love every single day. And it's fun for me. Like it's fun for me being in, in real estate. It's fun for me growing year after year and seeing that growth. Um, you know, my vision board come to life, my dreams and my goals coming to life, my personal dreams coming to life. And it just shows me that I'm like, look, all the effort and work that you're putting into this is coming to life. And every day is just like another opportunity for me to do that. Because, you know, I, when I was in accounting, I loved it, but I wasn't passionate about it. Like by Friday, I was like, oh, can't wait for the weekend to be with mm-hmm. my, my friends and disconnect. And I'm not going to listen to my emails. I'm, I'm going to keep my, you know, at the time, my Blackberry, I'm just going to keep it on silent for work. I don't need to like, listen to any of those conversations until Monday. When you're passionate, obsessed about something, you want those emails to come in. You want to have those conversations. You want to be able to still, you know, there's, there's, I would call balance of having a balanced life. Like my life is very, it runs in harmony. 
it's not balanced. I don't know what balance really means. I think everything just runs in harmony in a very beautiful way where I still get to see my family, still get to see my friends, still get to do what I love to do outside of my real estate passion. But still, like, I just, I, I can't wait every year. It's like, okay, what are we going to do for 2021? Like, what's next? Like, what are the things, the big things that I'm going to accomplish this year? And I think for me, that's like kind of the, the separating point of, of loving something and being obsessed with something. Absolutely. So talk to me about when you were a CPA and you were at Deloitte, what was that aha moment for you? And then how did you find that real estate was that obsession? So for me, it, it Deloitte was the beginning of, of the accounting career. And then I went to McGladry. So it was a smaller mid-tier firm. At the smaller mid-tier firm, I was I was already getting burnt out at Deloitte. It was just too much, you know, 80-hour weeks. It was very monotonous work. But I realized that in order to get somewhere, you have to, you, you got to pay your dues. Yeah. Put in the time. And so for me, it was like, it, it doesn't matter. This is all you have to do to get to the next level and to the next level and to the next level. By the time I, I had moved to McGladry because it was, there was more life balance that they called it there. I was sitting in my cubicle. It was about to hit year four. And I thought, is this it? Like, is this what I went to school for to sit here in this cubicle with stacks of paperwork to my left and to my right? I'm making a decent living, but I don't love this. And I remember all the partners always, I was very well liked, thankfully. You know, they said, you have a great personality. You're good at sales and you're good like with accounting, which you're going to make in partner in no time and you're going to be amazing. So they would always invite me to little get togethers to their homes or at a restaurant to meet new clients. And I remember one of the partners, it was his birthday. It was his 60th birthday. He invited me. I was the only one that was invited from the entire, that was not a partner. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in that living room and I looked around and I just thought, I can't, this can't be my life. This cannot be my life. This is what I'm going to turn into. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? It just wasn't my path. Like that was not why I was put on this planet to do. That was not my purpose. But my purpose was definitely to learn accounting, learn business, learn hard work, learn how to be a true consultant and fiduciary for my future real estate clients. And it was actually um, someone who I was in a romantic relationship with who pulled me out of accounting said, I think you'd be great as a real estate agent. And I honestly just, I went for it because I felt, wait, all the skills that I learned throughout my life from in entertainment, in business, in accounting, I can use as a real estate agent and change the business because I saw an opportunity to do something different. And here we are almost actually 12 years later. Yeah. And I mean, you certainly have just completely changed the way that people sell. So talk to me a little bit about your brand. How you how would you describe the Ivan Estrada brand? So the Ivan Estrada brand is very attention to detail. Like, for example, or anything that we do regarding marketing, I my fangs are deep into it. Like, I want to know I want everything to be very custom, very chic. It doesn't matter if it's a $600,000 condo or a $10 million house. I want the brand to represent every clientele, no matter where you're at in the scale. I knew that from the beginning that numbers were my strong suit. I'm really good with numbers. 
how can I relay that into real estate coming as a CPA? I remember one of my coaches in the past said, you know, your brand is your the excellence that you have in 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 how to work with numbers. You know, you're a very intelligent human being based on what I could based on your resume and where you went to school and your training. Bring that type of professionalism to the real estate industry because even mm-hmm. now, I don't know if you know this, but people trust a Uber driver more than they trust a real estate agent. What? Yeah, because with an Uber driver, you at least know what you're paying, where where your Uber driver is at any moment, and where you're going. And so for me, it was super important to change that perspective. You know, it was the I want this experience to be a fun experience, an experience where they know that I have their best they're 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 as a being a true fiduciary and and being there for my client and not for the commission because i think in sales it's yes we're we're working on commission and in all honesty i could be making a lot more money if that was my mindset i could be making a lot more money but for me it was it's never been that it's i was trained in accounting and at usc to do the right thing to take care of our clients our clients come first, we honestly come last, and to do the right thing. And I have passed that on to all of my brokers. I say, don't ever let a commission cloud your judgment. Always do the right thing because we're not here. Yes, the commission is the aftermath of what we produce for our clients, but never let that cloud you. And for me, it was just combining attention to detail in our marketing, attention to detail in how we explain everything to our clients. And I wanted to be the Amazon of, of, real, of real estate, making it as easy as possible, as predictable as possible, and making the experience one where they'll come to us like over and over and over again. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that's the whole key thing about brands, right? Is you can say one thing, but it's really about the experience you create. Let's, let's talk a little bit about social media. Cause you know, I grew up as an LA kid and I remember, you know, even as a kid, we would get in our mailbox. It's like every real estate agent in Pasadena would give us like a calendar for the year with their face on it. And I remember even asking my mom, like, why do we want this random person's face on a calendar on our, our refrigerator? And I feel like what I see from you in social media is so like beyond that old school methodology of of marketing and branding real estate. Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing in this social media and digital space. Oh, absolutely. So I never sent out calendars. (laughs) I might have hung yours. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, you'll never get one from me ever, or you'll never see me on a bus bench ever. Like I'll be sitting on one, but I, you won't see my face on one. I, <laughs> you know, with so with so social media for me was like YouTube, right? So ten years ago when I started my show, The Real Estate Minute, for me that was the the most important thing was how can I get in front of my clients and my friends by creating my own show, and I wanted to be lifestyle oriented. So we're talking about design, we're talking about architecture, we're talking about color trends, we're talking about tech trends, and so. For me, doing my own, like I used to literally prop up my own camcorder, record myself on the street as I would run away from all the cops who always asked me if I had a permit. I'm like, do you think it looks like I have a permit? It's a standard <laughs> cam with like a corded microphone. And I'm like, no, I don't have a permit, you know? So I, I used to do those all the time at the beginning. And that was one of the biggest things that set me apart from the beginning was doing those videos was propping them on Facebook for free, 
there wasn't Instagram yet, but there was YouTube and Vimeo. And so I started, that was my way of trying to put out content of value to my sphere and to my friends by creating this real estate minute, which was a minute long. I'm like, just keep it short, keep it simple, add some quality data, video, photos, and just throw it out there every single week. Mm. And that's how I started marketing myself. And also I've been known for my parties. Like I love having very over the top real estate parties. You have your ice sculptures, your fire breathers, like we deck everything out. I mean, it's, I like to go over the top because I, for me, a thing that I always think about is, you know, a client might forget what you say, but they'll never forget how you make them feel. And so whenever they're working with us or coming to a party or coming to any type of event that I put together, I want them to feel special. I want them to feel like this party was just for them, tailored for them. And that's, that's super important for me. Super important. Absolutely. So later this year, your first book, Brand with Purpose, is coming out. Why did you want to write a book? And why did you want to write a book about branding? So my business coach several years ago, I, I do a lot of public speaking in the real estate world and also in the entrepreneurial world. And a lot of my the people that were sitting in the audience, because of the branding and marketing and everything that I've done along the way, have always told me, you know, you're very different from every other real estate agent, from your headshots to how you how you market yourself. We would love to know more. And so I would always get people asking me, do you coach? Um, do you have you written a book? And I said, I, I don't know. I, I haven't written a book and I'm good with math. As a writer, I'm a pretty good writer, but it takes me a while. I'm more about, you know, logic and ratios and all of that numbers speak to me. And my business coach last year said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, a task and that's to write a book. I think you should write a book about branding and marketing. And I thought, you know, I can do it because branding and marketing is from branding and marketing that I do for myself, for the properties that I sell, from the events that I hold, from the, the appearance, from the clothes that I wear to everything that we do is branding. And so I, from the social media and as I started kind of putting this book together, I started thinking about a lot of the stories of me growing up from things that I did with my mom as a kid, from my father, from things that I learned in the music industry. Because I was trying to think of where did I get this idea? How did I become this person? Where did I learn how to do this? Where did I learn how to throw a good party? Where did I? And it, it, it took me on this journey of my past. and so. From that point on, I started realizing, wait, so the brand is because I'm, you know, ever evolving brand. Everything that I've learned has been a accumulation of my life, of the successes of I don't like to call them failures, but of the challenges that I've overcome, of the things that I've that I've been in situations that I've been in from the things that I've learned from my coaches, from other people that I respect in the industry. And so that's when that started evolving into a much bigger project than just writing a book. And at the end of the day, I ended up interviewing 32 different people, including Wilson Cruz, who I good friends with, love everything he's done for the LGBT community, to Mark Batson, who's a Grammy Award winning producer, Beyonce, Alicia Keys. He's built these amazing brands. And we have people from all spectrums of the branding industry 
that their lives and things that they've been through, like they were a mirror to me. And so I intertwined them into my book with a book of tips of their story, my story. And what I realized were the things that I felt so self-conscious about myself that I thought were holding me back in life were the biggest things that changed my life and what actually made me stand out. And so you, t- you know, you talk about authenticity and being who you are. And for me, this book, when I thought I was truly being authentic with myself, even to the end of last year, I realized, wow, I still have some work to do here. I still have a lot of work to do. And, um, and I think for this book, I hope it's a journey for someone else who's trying to discover who they are and most importantly, being proud of who they are. Because in order to be an authentic brand, you need to be proud of every single inch of your body. And for me, that was a hard thing to do, a very hard thing to do and overcome. And now, you know, I think there's never a, okay, we're done there. Now we can move on to the next part. I think it's being aware of where your challenges are. And this book, honestly, for me was more of that. It was like, it was like a year and a half of therapy for myself. Yeah. And so tell me, what were some of those challenges that you grew up with that you realized suddenly were actually tailwinds or big opportunities to be successful? So for me growing up in, I would say, a mostly Caucasian community, you know, I would look at my family being, I was I was born in the United States, but my mom and dad are from Mexico. And I would see people who looked like me at lower paying jobs, weren't as respected unless you were more of the Caucasian or I would say higher echelon in the, in the income bracket in my community. And so for a long time, I had played the story in my head that, wow, if it, being Latino is a disadvantage here, because if I'm going to be a Latino, I might end up working a lower paying job or lower education. And so for a long time, I honestly, and I hate saying this, but I, I just felt like, I don't want to be Latino because that means you, I can't be successful. And I went through this whole journey of trying to lie to myself and lie to others of who I was and where I came from. Even going to USC where, you know, it was a very privileged school with all these kids who went to prep schools, being one out of four Latinos in the entire school, uh, Leventhal School of Accounting. And I felt, wow, if I'm going to be successful, I have to be like everybody else. I have to lie on where I came from. And I hate saying that now, but now, you know, years, years and years of experience and working on myself and, and finding the help from therapists and groups and, and coaches, I have now come on the other side and I'm super proud of who I am, super proud of being Mexican, super proud of my origin and my roots. And for me, for me to say that now is like, to me, that's a huge win. And, 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 and actually telling people, oh, wait, you don't look Mexican. I'm like, well, I am Mexican and I'm very proud. And this is where my family's from. And that actually starts a conversation. And it actually, it's what sets me apart from everybody else. Because what, at the time when I thought it'd be a disadvantage, now I look at it and like, I can be an example. I am an example of what is possible if you work hard. You know, I could have kept that mindset and that could have, you know, it's such like a, it, it makes you go down this rabbit hole, you know, this personal and 
and psychological rabbit hole that I was going through until I decided enough is enough. And for me, that's one of the biggest things that now I can truly say that I'm so proud of who I am, so proud of being an LGBT Mexican man living in Los Angeles who has overcome a lot of personal obstacles. And now, you know, I wouldn't say on the other side, but far enough where I can be proud of those things. And those things that I thought were holding me back, you know, are the things that are making me shine. Mm, Absolutely. Now. Talk a little bit about authenticity. What are some things that you do to stay authentic even when you're a salesperson at the end of the day? You know, that's a good question. And I'm actually going to give you an example. I don't have the shoes with me, but I do have a story. When I got out of accounting and into real estate, I was working a job as a server for a company called Patina. I liked to get the job. It was my only way of making ends meet. Because in real estate, no matter what college you went to, where you where you come from, it's still a hard journey. I had these only these black pair of shoes that I would wear to to my real estate life and wear to catering because I catered about five to six days out of the week. And so from the top, you know, the shoes always looked really nice and shiny. But after a year and a half, I had gotten a hole in one of them at the at the bottom of the left one, and I had put duct tape on there and. I remember I was feeling so ashamed because I didn't want to ask my parents for help because I didn't want them to think that real estate wasn't working out. I couldn't afford to buy a new pair of shoes because I'd gone through all of my savings to start my real estate career, to put food on the table. And I remember my mom saying, you know what? One day you're going to have a lot of pair of shoes. You just, and, and a lot, and, and honestly it came from door knocking because I used to door knock homes and real, like, Every day, three to four hours of door knocking neighborhoods. Hi, my name is Ivan and I'm in real estate. So from door knocking to catering and, and busting tables every single day, I got that hole on my pair of my shoe. And I still have that shoe. And it's not here because I took it to my parents' house because I want them to put it in a nice box. I was cleaning out my closet the other day. And I have like a good amount of pair of shoes. I have like 60 pairs of shoes. Right? <laughs> I love shoes. A good amount. Right. And I looked at the pair of shoes and I pulled them out from the back and I was like, oh my God, these are the pair of shoes that I used to wear when I used to cater, when I used to door knock. And my mom said, bring those shoes over. I'm going to put them in a little nice case for you. And I'm like, why are you going to put them in a case? She's like, I want you to put it at your front door so that every time that you leave your front door and when you come back, you remember where you came from, all the hard work, so that no matter how successful you become, you still remain grounded and you remember who Ivan is. Because in my industry, and I think in any industry, once success comes in, those dollars start rolling in, you start buying nice things, nice cars, nice homes, we forget where it all started. And so I'm going to keep that box with those pair of shoes that she's going to, she said she was going to put in a nice clear box for me so that I remember to be authentic to who I am and where I came from and never let any type of ego or, you know, narcissism ever get in my way of, of, of my brand. Mm. Well, you've always got to love our moms for bringing it uh, down to earth, right? Always, always got to love mom. (laughs) So Ivan, let we're talking all about brands. Tell me, what is your favorite brand? What are you obsessed with as a consumer? I do love Gucci. I'm not going to lie. I'm a Gucci fan. I love Gucci because of the way of the fit of 
the quality of of the jacket. I'm obsessed with this brand. So if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be? I'm a Porsche. Like it's classy, it's fast, it's elegant, they're timeless. I love Porsche. It's just, you know, it's a brand that you know what you're getting when you get into a Porsche. You know, you you know exactly what you're getting. There are no surprises. They're great cars and they're so smooth. And I would be a Porsche. And finally, Ivan, what's the best career advice that you'd like to pass on to our listeners today? The best career advice is be obsessed with what you do. I think it's important to, to listen to your heart and listen to yourself and do what you love. And doing what you love will make you an expert. And any expert of anything is making a good living. Well, Ivan Estrada, thank you for sharing your happiness and your obsession with us. We will look forward to your new book, Brand with Purpose, coming out later this year. Thanks, Ivan. Thanks for having me, Jason. And I'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. And we're back. I don't know about you, but I just loved our conversation with Ivan. There were so many great tips that we can all implement every single day. But my key takeaway is this whole notion that you have to be a super premium brand. You just can't be a commodity. You know, what I love when I look at Ivan's career is that There are tons and tons. There are thousands of real estate agents and brokers all across the country, even in the most competitive market of Southern California where he's at. But he knows that he just can't be a commodity. He can't just be another face on a tchotchke. He has to be a super premium brand that stands for something else that's going to drive people to his business. And that's what this week's step of the Lead With Your Brand system is all about. You've got to be authentic and you need to refine who you want to be so that you're not coffee. You're super premium like Starbucks. So make sure that you are taking your words and visit leadwithyourbrand.com so that you can download this week's worksheet. We're going to take those authentic words that you came up with last week and supersize them. We're going to put them through that McDonald's drive through so that you can come up with something super unique that is only you. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. We'll check you out next week when we look at our next step of the Lead With Your Brand system. Now, if you like the show, go ahead and hit subscribe. And of course, I'd love for you to leave a rating. Follow me on all of our social media platforms at Jason Patria, and especially on LinkedIn if you'd love to get career and lead with your brand tips throughout the week. And remember... In your career, you cannot be a commodity like coffee. You must be a super premium brand, just like Starbucks. 
You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.